welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, conditioning, to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. On this episode, I welcome a dear guest, Dana Irvine. Dana is the creator of the Wise Divine Women podcast, where she speaks to the experience of aging for women into perimenopause and menopause, how we can age gracefully by taking preventative measures and really focusing on the four pillars of health, which she gets into on this episode. We get into all kinds of fun and beautiful, radiant topics, such as embracing the changes in our body and ourself, getting more in touch with ourselves so we know who we are and the things that we like and what brings us joy so we can express our joy and experience joy, love, pleasure, all the beautiful things, whether it's through sex or food or relationships or being in nature or just taking time for ourselves to find stillness and peace. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Dana. Welcome to the Women Waken Podcast. Hello, Whitney. Thank you so much for asking me to come on. Thanks for jumping on. Very thankful to, to have you as my guest today and to be connected. Dana, you are the host of the Wise Divine Women Podcast. Yes. Yes. What a fabulous name. It's it's wonderful. I absolutely loved it. It, it kind of came pre-COVID, but it really warped into some beautiful stuff where women who are aging and saging, that sort of sage aspect, are just learning to really reach out and share their their wisdom, share their expertise, share their passions, share their purpose. So that's sort of where it came from. Beautiful. And what does the term sage mean to you? So sage is to, to give wisdom to others, wise advice, mm-hmm. um, experience, and storytelling. Sage. Yeah, Beautiful. a wise sage. Yeah. yeah. And we were sort of speaking to that before we jumped on to record is that a, a lot of your show is based on women aging, getting into middle age and later age and embracing that. And I love that your title is wise divine woman, because what I've spoken to a lot on my show is the idea that it's unfortunate that we have these concepts about aging, that we are afraid of it, that we really resist it. And not to say that I'm not, it is a, it is a strange thing to get comfortable with, right? Because there, there's such a focus on youth in our world and our culture that youth is a value and elder is of less value is kind of the but it's so true. Like even like, uh, you know, just flipping through Snapchat, you have all these crazy little tabloids come up now that we don't have magazines still the focus is not on these morphing sort of anti-aging concepts when it's women should be embracing themselves and as we age it's 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 this comfortability it's this confidence it's this um we should be gorgeous inside like just luscious and and it's so hard to describe and it's um it's this sort of divineness and this calmness and confidence that we should be gaining in ourselves as we're aging rather than backpedaling and worrying about so much. That's our thirties, right? Like, but it's this, it's this aspect that I'm trying to get women to really just embrace who they are and stop worrying so much about body size and body image and, uh, and such, because we have such a limited space and time in whether our children are heading out the door we have a sweet little window of where we can really explore and understand who we are, perhaps recaptivate our passions that we had before children, mm-hmm. um, really embrace creativity before grandchildren and aging parents. 
It's a lot of us right now where we are as a sort of sandwich generation where we're caught in between things and you have a really sweet opportunity uh, at this time before things start to, you know, snowball where we have to take care of aging parents. Um, so it's, it's really trying to get women to capture this moment and embrace it and stop worrying so much about things that mean nothing. So, yeah, absolutely. And it will be such a beautiful thing when this mindset shifts, because it's hard when things are sort of so strongly in place in terms of, mm -hmm. it is very hard to just say, I don't care. I don't care if I get old. It's become almost this like deep seated fear for most people, specifically women, because there's so many messages that say there's an expiration date for you. You hear a lot from, from prominent actresses in Hollywood. And they'll say most producers, directors will say, if you're past 40, don't even bother. And obviously there's some actresses that are able to get jobs, but they, it's just harder. Right. And, but it's not so with men as much. You know, no. men tend to no. they're, they're seen as yeah. wise and, you know, seasoned when they get older and just keep looking more handsome with that rugged silver fox look. Whereas women, it's like, oh, there's some unfortunate terms that I've heard lately about when women hit a point where it's like, nah, don't even, they're not even worth looking at. And I think that that's what we're afraid of is that mm -hmm. sense of like, do I, am I going to be obsolete? And that's, that's what I love about what you're doing. And I think is so important for more women, because we're going to have to do it is to say, there's so much more to me than how I look. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to me than whether I'm pleasing to others gaze. It's about the divine in me. You know, my, my oh, podcast wait. is women waken. And so obviously we're aligned in that and believing that there is this divine essence and presence that can come through a woman that is so important and is so powerful and has nothing to do with how we look. No, it's absolutely right. It's just, it's this innerness, um, this inner confidence, this inner glow, this inner, um, revival that we sort of have in ourselves and it does need to start at your age I and mean, it does need to start in those 30s and 40s and the groundwork that you're placing is is beautiful so that they can be more prepared for a hormonal change or for a re-puberty um so it's this it's this aspect that women are always so caught off by surprise and maybe it was covid that sort of numbed me to this and i'm like are you kidding you, of course, you're going to be like this. You haven't done anything. You haven't, you haven't uh, captured your what your passion is. You're still trying to achieve things that are make no sense or mean nothing to you at this age. Mm -hmm. And um, but it's this, it's just this sort of awakening that women need to sort of embrace. Not only about just being this age, but also to have a reality about menopause itself right? And the changes that are, that are going to be there. It is supposed to be a beautiful, incredible transition where we get to be creative and recreate and, you know, and transform ourselves into something for the next season of our lives. But a lot of women are caught sideways and swept off their feet by a litany of different health issues when at their thirties and forties, they should have been a little more aware of things, but that is just the system. That's the health education. I mean, a sort of the health system that's maybe it was the seventies and eighties and nineties that we grew up in. There's just this free for all, not thinking ahead. So it's, it's your work and it's other women like yourselves that are like, okay, we need to be capturing this so that moving forward, a transition into menopause is easier. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's going to happen to all of us. It does. <laughs> I think there's this sense of almost invincibility that people keep for a while where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get old. It's not going to, but it's a part of life and it's a beautiful, it is. you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who they see it as almost like an initiation process. It's because you're mm -hmm. moving into sort of that time of the wise sage, because you're, yeah. you know, you, it's showing that your, your time to conceive and produce is coming to an end. So now your time is to be the wisdom keeper, you know, the, the way shower, mm -hmm. you're now, mm -hmm. you know, part of the, the wise elders that we, well, it's very true. Yeah. It's kind of like when you go back to that sort of mind body work or the, that sort of your, 
these phases of the, being the princess and being the queen and these sort of glorious aspects of being feminine, your feminine divine and, and the next, you know, the queen, but it's this, this sage aspect, this wise, this wisdom that we need to grow into um, to that we don't capture. We sort of really uh, are afraid of it somewhat. So, so Dana, what, do you offer people and what is your work outside of the podcast? What are some things that you focus on? And yeah. So I'm a breast to be your work. So I have, um, been part of the health sort of, um, holistic nutritionist for about seven years now, eight years. Uh, my sister had was diagnosed with brain cancer, um, had passed away, but this sort of opened up a window of like, we should have had some sort of clue, right? So in most health cases or most, most difficult diagnoses, there's, there should be sort of this clue ahead of time. And that's where I had started um, in my thermography practice. So I do medical thermography and I travel across Ontario. I'm here in Canada um, and I work with a, an incredible interpreter. So I'm just the nice person taking pictures and making women comfortable and gathering their stories. But again, it's this eye-opening opportunity to recognize where they are and how the inflammation process or the disease process in the body manifests with the use of th- with the use of thermography. Um, in that, I have come to really realize how naive people are about breast health. It's not talked about. They just think a mammogram's good. I'm in, I'm out, I'm good. I'm good. So it's this sort of the breast health to me is this, there's so much to learn about it that uh, is never talked about. And it's not going to say save you, but at least you're not going to be running around when you have a diagnosis. You are in all things, more educated, more knowledgeable, and more mentally prepared. I I sometimes question that one in eight women scenario, one in eight women will get breast cancer in North America. I don't get it, but that's what they're saying to us, which again is, is feeds the fear in things. So that's my breast health educator aspect of things. And uh, a mother of three and yeah, married for 27 years. So it's, it's very exciting and always a busy place, um, but it's it's sort of evolving. So when I have a client in front of me, it's these sort of aspects. And I truly believe that uh, in health and in life, there needs to be a fourfold sort of aspect of things. No matter what problem you're facing, it's a fourfold aspect. What is your what is your spirit based? What is your faith based? What is your foundation? Because you have to have faith in something. What is your mental health? Like what's your mind? Where does it go? How does that also manifest into the body? Um, the uh, soul, again, is, is just this sort of nurturing of ourselves. And then again, nutrition. So it's just this sort of mind, body, nutrition and spirit focus that we need to just always ensure that we have that sort of foundation of our lives built so that we aren't always walking around saying to ourselves, Oh, I need to get grounded. No, you, it's this daily practice. It's this daily meditation. It's this daily breath. It's this daily uh, enjoyment and pleasure of food and enjoyment and pleasure of life that we need to embrace so that we have a, a solidity to ourselves. So that when life comes in sideways, we're okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the idea of those four pillars. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm big into, you know, life balance and looking at the different pieces. I I often offer people the idea of like a wheel of wellness where you have Mm -hmm. a, you know, pie graph of the different segments. And because it's amazing, I'm a mental health therapist Mm -hmm. and how people will just totally neglect and oversee very important parts of their lives. And with the four pillars of health, health, it's a lot of people don't consider their faith or their spirituality to be important 
People are so focused on a few things. I would say the majority, if we're going to break it up into those four is mental. They're thinking, thinking, how am I going to make enough money? How am I going to make this happen? How am I going to keep, you know, my family together and this and that and take care of everybody. And then they let a lot of people let their bodies go. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially people who are struggling just to make ends meet. It feels like taking care of your body is a luxury. How can I have time Mm -hmm. to make healthy meals or think about what nutrition I'm getting from my food or if I'm exercising enough when I can barely, you know, I have to get up, go to work, come home, feed my family and do it all over. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And I think the the brilliance with thermography is that you can actually visually see it. You can see that, that unrest of life manifest on the surface of the skin with thermography and then you get to open up that opportunity and it's just so amazing how that mental health aspect of things when you're looking at thermography or using that as a tool um really shows like it's amazing the the tension in people's jaws because they're not wanting to say something and or they're just so uptight about things or the the stomach, their stomach issues, right, is all even this undigested portions of their lives, let alone stopping and breathing before they eat or chew their food. So it's, it's this, it's this accumulation of things that people, I I probably, uh, I feel sometimes it's just like, it's obvious to me. So it's, it's like, of course, it's this way. Don't be silly. You haven't stopped. You haven't chewed your food. You haven't taken a breath. You haven't nurtured yourself. You haven't touched your body. You haven't stopped for a second and found the joy in the moment to to anything, right? So it's this portions that I'm trying to get women to stop and breathe and and find pleasure and have joy uh, because it will settle better in the body. Their body will work better and it won't hold and it won't shield and it won't carry, but it will love and nurture and nourish and just even feel better within themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I think is so important about the spiritual pillar is that to me, that means what are you wanting to express? What wants to be expressed through you? What brings you joy? That's a huge thing that so many people don't take time for is Mm -hmm. joy and things that elicit pleasure and happiness and feelings of love. Yeah. 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 And it's not your families. It's not your husbands. It's not your partners. It's not your, your people around you. It's your own self that they have a really hard time breaking from. Right. It's this, where are the things that are giving you happiness and joy? Where's the pleasures in your life? What floats your boat? You know, that, that needs to be, and, and we often talk about filling our cup, right? And if we can fill our cup, then it overflows and we have the opportunity to give to others, but it works the same. It's this, you're, you're, everyone's always on half empty and always pulling from other resources. And, um, and sometimes that manifests in mineral deficiencies, digestive deficiencies, health deficiencies, and so on and so on and so on. And then there's just so much, they just crash, crash and burn. Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where menopausally that's not such a word but menopause really they're so surprised oh I have such great hot flashes and I vaginal dryness and all these crazy things happening I can't believe it I can never my brain fog but it's because they didn't stop to nurture and fill and and nourish their bodies pre you know yeah it's an important habit to develop as you were saying, it sounds like you really encourage people to be proactive, prevent yeah. preventative before menopause to start putting these things in place so that you have maybe a, a more, you know, easeful way through it. And it's not so shocking. Well, it's not so shocking, but even in menopause, those are the four things. How are you doing in this? Where are you with that? How are you, how are you functioning in those four pillars? If you don't even, ha- if you can't address those, then you can't expect change. You can't expect ease. You can't expect this, this, the, the hot flashes to disappear or the, um, the brain fog to disappear or the, the craziness that can happen with menopause. Um, 
but it's it's just sort of this sort of understanding and, and just bringing to light to them the things I think intuitively they know, but they'll never address, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is women deny their intuition when they don't feel connected to themselves. And a lot of what you're saying makes me think of women who are disconnected from who they truly are. You spoke mm -hmm. to, you know, you said it's not their family or their husband. Again, as a therapist, I'll often, when someone's feeling a lack of satisfaction in life, I ask them, well, who are you? And they always are taking, they're like, that's a weird question. Like, I don't know. I'm me. I'm this. I'm like, no, who are you? What makes up you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they'll always go straight to labels, right? Well, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm an employee. I'm a business owner. I'm a, you know, marathon runner, all these things. I'm like, that's great. That, those are things you do, but who are you? Mm -hmm. And most of them will say, I don't know. I don't know who I yeah. am. And to me that when you ask them who they are, it's, it's again, it's your essence. What do you love? What brings you joy? What are your values? What's your faith? What are your beliefs? What do you wish to bring into the world? Not mm -hmm. things, always feelings, emotive things, right? Um, adjectives, joy, love, exuberance you know, spontaneity, pleasure, whatever it is. But, um, I think a lot of women just don't ever go there. They don't think about who am I as my own unique channel. They feel like mm -hmm. they have to find things outside of themselves to define themselves. No, that's so true. That's so true. And, and it is that it's, it's this, what we have just had to become out of pure pressure or out of life situations, the things that we are obligated to do or to provide for. And then when that no longer exists, whether it's just children leaving the home, divorce, uh, death, um, all these different things, then they're just left with this bewilderment actually to, uh, to not know who they are. And this is where this, opportunity to work with people like yourself or find people that are trying to bring them into their own focus, try to get them to understand um, and grow and find themselves again. And that's the uniqueness with menopause because funny, it all happens all that, that time and the hormones are changing. But again, we get to use it as an opportunity to reinvent ourselves or really dive deep and, and truly become who we're meant to be. So, yes. Yeah. And I think exactly what you said that it's, it's because it kind of, um, it takes away that identity a bit as when you, again, you reach menopause. And so you're no longer able to procreate, which is a big identity for a lot of women. And even if you have kids, you're still having to face the idea of, oh, wow, that time of my life is over. So now what, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. am I, what do I want to give and offer and be in this world? Cause a lot of women at that time there, as you're saying that time when like your kids are kind of moving on and your parents are elderly and you have to take care of them. So your, your role is changing, right? So we need mm -hmm. to relearn and reconnect with who we are maybe sometimes for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it's just, you're doing all of those things, but also maintaining your health, uh, watching your cardiovascular health. There's a, a bunch of different things that we all have to start paying attention to because just the body starts to change. But again, it's just this knowing to be calm and knowing to find uh, this breath in ourselves to face each of the changes with more of an opportunity rather than being, oh my gosh, not this again, or oh, that that gloomy sort of aspect as we change and as, as we grow older. But again, it's this mental switch or this voice inside or how we say things that need to uh, change so that we have the opportunity to embrace it. We need to start embracing and growing in this change rather than being, Oh, I'm, I'm 54 and, oh, I have gray hair and, oh, I have this or that. And, oh, my back aches. Well, you're not stretching, you're not breathing, you're not loving, you're not nourishing. Um, and again, it's just retraining our brains and giving women the opportunity to recognize these things that come up or this repetitiveness that we hear ourselves is this need and desire of the body's cry 
to change. Okay, let's do this. You have the opportunity. Recognizing the intuition of the body or my gut's telling me this. Well, pay attention. This is a beautiful lesson for you. And this, then again, this is a lesson for then for you to share your own children or your own grandchildren or your own friends. That's what it's about. Learning and sharing, learning and sharing and, um, and gifting others the knowledge of the different changes that we have. So, mm. yeah, I think it's beautiful that the whole sort of movement right now, no matter what, what age for women, is about this, self, this awareness of ourselves and this honoring um, of this femininity or this, di this divine self that we sort of need to grow and nurture and really embrace. So I, I love it because I never heard of these things when I was 30 or 40. Like these are things we never really spoke about. And I think that's why it's a, a great opportunity. And that's why I created the podcast to talk about things you just don't talk about. So especially so when it comes to sex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing that even, you know, in this day and age, we would think that in 2023, we're pretty, you know, we've revolutionized we've had the sexual revolution, but we really haven't in a lot of ways. No. A lot of people are very, very still, um, you know, conservative about sex and don't want to talk about it, especially women. I'm always shocked when I speak about whether it's, you know, self-pleasure, masturbation, what you like in sex, women still can be like, well, Oh, we're going to, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Or they yeah. don't do it. And like, it's everyone's choice, whether you do that, but getting to know and appreciate and, and experience and have fun with your body. Is important, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think even with the cultural aspect, we have such an influx in North America of different cultures now mm -hmm. that, of course, that is very, very taboo. Um, but in a faith based world, you definitely don't talk about it. So that's why I've had such a, a great speakers on the the podcast, whether it's talking even about what is Tantra, what is this, what is that? But also from a faith base, um, Mary uh Whitman Orts is actually a, a Christian sexual therapist, which I love. And I think it's incredible. And they teach it in the church about sexuality and what's expected in sex in the church. Like, and that's never talked about. So I'm always like big hooray for her. And it's just, again, talking about this, what is expected and what, you know, uh, what is pleasure and what happens and what can what's okay and what's not okay. And I love her attitude about it. So that's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think the more voices out there speaking to that and allowing to say, it's okay to open this conversation and to explore this. Absolutely. And, and I think it's okay. And even important because, you know, men don't often feel uncomfortable talking about their pleasure and what they like and don't like, and how often they indulge in whatever it's okay for women to begin to do the same, right? To admit that sometimes I get really turned on by this or that, and I don't know what to do with these feelings, right? Yeah. And that's what's kind of sad in a way is that feelings are beautiful things, whether it's an emotional feeling or a feeling in your body, right? An arousal. It's like, let's explore mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Let's go with this. But when we shut it down, shutting down is, is not always the greatest thing to do. Maybe I could say right. it's even never a good thing to do, right? When we speak mm -hmm. of, you know, our, our health and, and spiritual meets physical health, spiritual to me is expressions, right? The freedom to express ourselves, whether it's in joy or frustration or love or passion. When we shut those things down, our body is kind of jarred because it's wanting yeah. to express, but it's not able yeah. to. No. And then the more you do it, the more you're building up, you're building up. And then that's going to be harder down the road to actually break through. And I, I think it's interesting, even with the, the, the men aspect, as you age and as the hormones are shifting, women actually may get nothing. They may lose that sort of joie de vivre uh, aspect. And men may do the same thing too. And then that becomes a whole different relationship of sexuality and intimacy in in the later stages in life mm -hmm. right so then again it is learning how to re-express ourselves sexually without intercourse and how to re-express ourselves verbally when we could give a hoot nanny like i don't care right a lot of women are like i don't care so again it's this 
this beautiful balance that we have to make um, during this hormonal chaos or this sort of transition in life as we're growing and aging that we need to really pay attention to because it's important. It's important to be, if you're, if you're married or you're connected with a partner, it's the communication, it's the intimacy, it's the touch, it's the, the caring, even when, you know, erectile dysfunction is a problem and intercourse or vaginal um, issues are a problem, intercourse can't happen. But that doesn't mean that that's, you can't have sex, you can't have intimacy. And I think that's a whole new thing that people need to learn um, as you're aging, as, as you're aging into the 60s and 70s and 80s, right? And there's, you know, we always hear of the people who still have sex when they're 70 and 80. That's not the case for a lot of people. And again, it's this reconnection of and understanding between themselves that that happens that needs to happen and i think that we're just starting to find the people the find the people who are speaking up about it mm-hmm. especially when it comes to aging and yeah. not having to you know not having to spend hundreds of dollars on dildos or other little pleasure items when you should be able to just do that all by yourself or with your partner or with your husband or wife. Um, Those are things that should be still pleasurable without all the added doodads. So, Mm -hmm. right. But you can add some in if you want to. I think. Oh yes. To explore and and experiment. (laughs) That's the fun of it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the fun of it. And that's what it means to be like, let's, let's communicate about it. Let's understand about it. Let's try this. Let's try that and, and see how it goes. But it comes from this one understanding of where we are, this open communication about things, understanding where our health is as well. And, and then finding the people who can help or just being open to experiment and not, uh, not worry about what society may say or what your your faith or what your spirituality or what your peer groups may be saying or not saying at that time. So yeah, definitely. And it comes back, everything you're saying comes back to that connecting with yourself and listening, listening to what you're wanting and what you're feeling. Because mm-hmm. you know, for some people, maybe sex later in life doesn't involve penetration, right? But for them, it involves more intimacy through touching and feeling and whatever it might be. But we have this idea of we and, and a very limited idea based on what other people have said or what we yeah. what is typical. And then we throw away what's true for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's true for us might be totally different from mainstream ideas or typical pictures of older couples or married couples. You got to see what's coming up for you and your partner. And like you said, that communication, right? Sharing ideas and not just shutting down because it's not working how it used to or how it's supposed to. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a, it's such a beautiful opportunity and I'm so glad that so many people are are talking about it. And I'm so glad people are really talking about that sort of mind, body, pleasure, self sort of connection, because we can't yeah. do anything without truly understanding ourselves, uh, truly understanding what the mind may do to our body uh, in a, in a health aspect of things um, and, or recognizing the signals our body is trying to tell us so that we have a true sense of prevention of health, like prevention for better health. Um, But it, it, again, it's just this, if everyone would just stop for a second and just breathe for a moment and connect with ourselves and ask if we're okay And what does our body need? What do I need right now? Just this sort of breath that we can take. Um, And it's, it's again, this pause, it's the reflect and it's the breath that we need and need to focus on so that we have this, um, the aspect to carry on truly. Yeah. And you know, that makes me think of, you know, women who maybe more in their thirties or forties, but I mean, even any age, but who haven't really gotten the chance to also decide what they don't like, you know, that's another thing for women is we've been very much objectified when it comes to sex Mm -hmm. for a long time. So we think we're supposed to be these certain things like just the, you know, legs open, ready to receive and ready to do what is, you know, most 
you know, desirable to a man, but if that's not what we want, then no wonder we're not enjoying sex. No mm-hmm. wonder we feel disconnected from intimacy. No wonder we're not able to tap into the really deep, powerful pleasure that we all have access to. If it feels like this very limited pool of options that we just don't feel good with. And mm-hmm. to your point, it, it takes that pausing and saying, do I really want this? Right. Yes. When you're going into an intimate act with your partner and you say, I never like when we do this, it, I don't feel, I feel so yeah. separate because the <laughs> sex is meant to be connection, connection. But ironically, so many people are very separate in certain intimate yeah. acts because there, yeah. some people will even kind of dissociate because they've gotten used to just checking out and doing what they think they're supposed to do. And that's just so tragic. It's so sad. Right. And honestly, is it's very sad. It's very sad to not um, come. It's very sad to come into the situation knowing that it's just like, let's get this over with. Or um, I just can't. Well, sometimes I can't believe that the communication is not there, but then I'm part of that miscommunication as well. So it's this, again, regaining our voices and our confidence and not to be uh, hurt when we're trying to express ourselves, right? It's this, if we express ourselves, what's the ramifications? We need to get over that. We need to be able to express ourselves and not care of the ramifications because we need to get it off our chest. We need to have a voice. We need to be able to speak. Um, and your the partner or the friend or the family member or those types of things should honor and respect this sort of aspect of like, oh, wow, she's really talking. That's amazing. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And it's, but that doesn't happen. But it's just this, we have to get to a point in our lives where I don't give a heck that I've got to say it. And yes. if I can't be happy um, in this situation, I need to express myself. Yes. No one's going to know what I need unless I express myself. Yes. And we can't do a lot of things by ourselves. Of course we could, we could just totally exist by ourselves, but it's, Again, we have to learn to express ourselves. We have to learn to trust our intuition. We have to um, sit and pause and meditate and pray over the decisions in our lives so they're not rash and radical. But this, again, this pause and reflect and breath and am I coming from it from a situation of calmness? Am I coming from it from an intelligence? Am I coming from it that it's really what I need for this time? Or is it just reactionary? So, and so it doesn't matter what it is, whether you're doing CrossFit, am I just doing it because I'm supposed to, because I'm going to lose weight and be strong? Or am I doing it because it really gives me joy? If it's going to give you joy, go do belly dancing, have fun. Mm -hmm. So these are the, you know, with different women, it's always those questions. I'm like, what do you need? Do you need to punch someone in the throat or do you need to have pleasure and laugh and fun? So it's, and do that. And I'm in that situation where I'm like, my heart's desire is salsa dancing. I really need to do it. And so I have had to download an app because I'm just not able to get to the salsa dances close by. So it's just not working in my schedule. So I'm just going to do it online. But again, it's this, you have to be able to be flexible, but you have to honor what's coming up inside of you and sit with it and go, wow, that's really going to make me happy and do it. And that's what's part of this, this wisdomhood. And that's, what's part of becoming um, successful in menopause, successful as you're aging, successful as you're transitioning in life is really digging deep and going, what is going to bring me pleasure? What's going to make me laugh out loud? And what's going to make me be more productive in my life? How am I going to be healthier? How am I going to ooze? How is this going to you know, just everyone's going to look at me and go, wow, you have such an aura. You have such a glow. You look so happy. But again, it is going back to that taking care of ourselves. Yeah. So it's, and no matter what age, you really have to sort of step back and say, I need to find what makes me happy. I may have to force feed myself to do so because I really want to, and it's uncomfortable and it's, it's uneasy, but those are the things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you speak to being able to express yourself, that is 
there's such a big moment with that right now with the divine feminine expression, because that's what's needed in the world. That's what I believe. That's a big part of my work with Women Waken is that we're coming to this crux, this turning point of humanity where we can no longer live void of the feminine touch of connection with the divine. And I've had that same same conversation with with my with my peer group here. It's been and it's just happening. Like it's just been this weird last few months, and we're all like, "What is going on?" And they're like, "It's this, this, and the moon and the stars and the alignment and the all this." And it is the turning of the age. It's this real a uh, sort of woman. Like I've had enough. I'm putting my foot down. I'm making changes disgruntled I'm gonna get dirty and sweaty change we're all there like I, I call them I'm like I'm not doing okay I'm really weepy uh I really need to just purge I need to it's not been pretty and they're like yeah us too <laughs> and we're all going through this and it's just like women from anywhere across that I've spoken to are like going through the exact same thing and I love that you talked about that is this yeah it's a turn yeah. And it, we're purging the centuries and eons of the oppression mm -hmm. of women and the murder of women and execution of women who tried to speak and be heard. And we're told they were shut down and they were killed. Yeah. And so we have this fear. And, you know, when you, when you spoke that, that, cause I've been emotional purging too, and it's never fun. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I'm having all these feelings again. But every time I remind myself, no, it's not that you're not over it. It's that you're getting it out. You're getting yeah. it out of your system. Yeah. So to anyone listening who needs to hear it, if you're having a breakdown one day, of course, if it feels out of your control and you're having any thoughts of self-harm, reach out to yeah. a yeah. hotline um, or to a therapist, whoever you need for help. But if it's just, you know, memories coming up, sobbing, crying, if you can trust it, you might want to find a friend to connect with or mm -hmm. just to hold you through this process, hold space for you. But I went through that this week and I was like, oh, I, I had to cancel a few a podcast episode and clients because I was like, I could not stop crying. And it's just that it's, you're getting it out because guess what? Our time is coming. Mm -hmm. I I've had this vision for a while that we're, everything's kind of, it's not ready yet. It's like everything's still baking in the oven, but once things get in place, there's going to be this big step forward. That's really going to change dynamics. I think more than we realize. Yeah. It's these things that serve us no purpose. It yes. really is the, the people that serve us no purpose, the things that serve us no purpose. It's like, no, I'm good. I'm okay to be quiet for a while. I'm okay to pack up some things and not feel guilty about it. And it is this so that we are preparing the landscape, we're preparing ourselves to be open to what comes next, right? It's like cutting these soul ties or cutting the people that you need to make way and you have to clear out the clutter and you need to clear out the different baggage or the, the fog that's before us. And it's not pretty, it's very messy, but you're, you, can't, you can't plant seeds in a weedy ground and you can't, you know, you have to wash the windows and you have to vacuum and you have to make a, a the place, your body, your mind, your soul prepared for change. And that's sort of what I think this is all it's coming about. It's just so weird. I was so surprised when I was talking to so many women and we're all on the same page. And I was like, I just thought it was menopause, but it's not, it's this actual real physical change. So I'm just like so excited that you even said that. And it's just like, it's not in my mind. Great. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's very real. It's very real. That's mm -hmm. also, you know, I, I have a vision of really bringing women together, creating a big old community for yeah. us that we all have a safe haven to come into during yeah. these times and to support one another in this walk forward towards this new, new time. It's, this shift. It's so necessary. The, the yeah. connection of community is so necessary for women, uh, for men and women, for families, for all of this. It's, it is this real um, connection that's missed. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps it's the internet, perhaps it was COVID, perhaps it was a lot of different things. But again, it's this opportunity to really see people face to face and to, to hug and to, to cry together and to laugh together. And that's so necessary when it comes to um, the humankind, because we're not solitude people, we're community gatherers. 
And we've always been that way, evolutionary, we've always been that way. And we need, we need that. We need that safety. We need that connectiveness. And we need that opportunity to laugh and to share and to, to care for one another. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And to begin creating the future, bringing mm-hmm. it into form. And when we spoke of, you know, really this, this purging and releasing another, it brings you back to when you're talking about your aura, right? That the mm-hmm. brilliance of your aura becomes so much brighter and more brilliant when you become more connected with yourself. Like you said, when you strip away all those falsehoods and the, you know, the people that hold you back and the, the connections that don't serve you, your aura comes forward. And that's something else that I encourage women to embrace about aging is we might feel that physically we get wrinkles, we get gray hair, but there's a radiance to a divine sage. There is a presence to them. When you shift from being more preoccupied with your external to your internal, you glow from the inside. And that's, Mm -hmm. I I say it because it's something we have to look forward to. Like, yeah, it absolutely is. There's this emphasis that like, there's, there's nothing over that hill. Once you're over the hill, it's done. But when we shift that, it's also going to be very, you know, when we get to look forward to getting older and do bring together more people, when we begin to honor our elders, like we have in previous times, mm-hmm. elders were revered. And mm-hmm. that's so important because elders hold the wisdom. <laughs> we could use some wisdom, right? So you get to be radiant, you know, you get to be your, your brilliant self. So that's, you know, something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, it is so much. So it, it, it is bringing it in full circle. Yeah. Like it is a sort of a full circle era or feeling in, in this sort of present moment as well. So yeah, sure. definitely. And it's stepping back and going back to basics, mm-hmm. really a lot yes. of things there's stepping back and going back to basics and yeah. whether it's family or food or, you know, uh, pleasure or entertainment or, or those types of things. It is, I think a lot of people are stepping back and just saying, how can I simplify? How can I make life? Yeah. How can I simplify? How can I make life more simple for myself? So I'm not feeling so here and there and all over the place. And I have the freedom to be fluid about it. Like, do I need to eat now? Do I not need to eat now? Do I need to go there? Do I have to go there? Is it a responsibility? Do I have to see these people? Or can I just sit in the sand and in the sun and just breathe, listen to the birds and listen to nature, like, or, you know, walk, take a walk, not with your head, not with your iPod, no music, listen to the sounds of the city, listen to the birds, listen to whatever, the babbling brook. But it is these times where you, everyone sort of just needs to pause for a second and un, unwind and, un, and unconnect themselves and hear themselves breathe and hear their footsteps and hear the birds and what different types of birds are those and look at the leaves and, and, and just even in the cityscape, it's, it's where, what do you hear? What are the different noises and, or can you drown those out? Can you, can you, are you skilled enough to disconnect from that and listen for a bird, listen for laughter and listen for those things. You're never going to do that unless you stop and pause and reflect and breathe for a second. And, um, I think that's a a lot of what we all need to do in our lives, no matter what age and what season that you're in at this time, it's this really this pause and this, this aspect of like, where am I? Am I, am I listening to my intuition? How am I feeling about this? Where's my gut? And is this going to bring me pleasure or is this just going to be another burden that I'm going to have? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's when we take that time to slow down for stillness, Mm -hmm. for peace, to take those breaths that bring us into a more calm, relaxed state. When we walk with nature, noticing birds and everything, we connect. That's when we connect with ourselves because we Mm -hmm. can realize the question of who are you? Well, I am that, which is connecting with this beautiful flower that's hearing this beautiful thing that's feeling a certain way you can see, Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. There's something in there. There's something that's not anything else, but me. And with the busyness of life, 
I believe some people go their whole life without slowing down enough to say, what is in there? Who is yeah. this beautiful soul? And I, sometimes people don't, cause there's so many distractions these days and mm-hmm. they just keep growing. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to, at this point in our culture, we could be checked out 24 seven. Yep. You can test your phone or your laptop or a TV screen or, you know, a movie or whatever it is. There's just constant. And so when you strip all those things away, you get back to basics, simplify. Mm -hmm. It's very touching. And I think that's where you find what you might call God, the divine, Mm -hmm. your higher Mm -hmm. self. Mm -hmm. It's it's not hidden, but it can feel like it is because it takes a little quieting down to connect with it. And And I was just thinking to myself that it's just this, it, it, it might not be comfortable for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. right? It does take time. It may take five minute increments. It may take 20 minutes or a lot of people can't stand being with themselves. And it's this process of giving yourself space to learn and giving yourself the opportunity to, to shed of these things that we're not okay with. It does take time. Nothing's, nothing's easy. And quietness may be very difficult for people. And again, it it steps back and going, is this what I need for this time? Is this what my body is asking me to do? Or does it, what do I need? Mm -hmm. And, and it's just, again, it's honoring that, honoring that inner voice. It's honoring that inner, um, that gut feeling in yourself to recognize the things that your body's desiring and needing rather than just going, um, so I don't like about schedules is like, oh, I've got 20 minutes of meditation here and I've got 30 minutes of walking here and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Well, what if, what if you did only five minutes of meditation? What if you walked and meditated? What if you didn't do any of that? You went to work and then took the rest of the day off. There's so many different things, but you actually have to ask yourself first. Totally. And I've spoken to this a lot in the podcast, but when I first started developing more of a spiritual practice, I started noticing that I would be called or crave things to do the same way I would crave when you're really thirsty and like a glass of water just sounds like a cold glass of water sounds like heaven. Right. I would Mm -hmm. have these where I'd say, I need to get out in nature. I need, my body needs to move. It needs to walk. Or I'd say, I need to turn up some music and dance. My body wants to dance. Or I'd say, I need to get to the ocean. I need to go be in water and swim. If we, our body is constantly talking to us, but we're rarely listening the divine is constantly talking to us, but we're rarely listening. Everything around us is speaking and communicating with us. All of life is interconnected. It's whether or not we choose to listen. And when you do, you'll also notice that your life kind of starts working out pretty well for you and wonderful, lucky miracles, synchronicities start to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's the same as like, oh, that bird showed up or I can keep, keep seeing this hawk. Well, they're always there. It's just that we're awakening ourselves or noticing and pausing and reflecting, right? Oh, I've never seen this flower before. It must just be for me. No, it's kind of always been there. You just never saw it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's again, these unique opportunities of opening ourselves and understanding and recognizing and really being uh, curious about um, what the day will bring. And I think that's where, you know, I'm at, I'm sure a lot of women should be at is saying, you know, get that, what, what am I going to see today? What am I going to find today? What new flavors can I taste today? And what is, is God or the creator or the divine going to show me today? And I think that again, gets back to this uh, being okay with ourselves and being, um, connected and being open. And so there's always those sort of phases and things that we need to sort of recognize is that once you get past this opportunity to be still and calm and open and breath, then it's like, okay, show me, show me what I need to see. And then it's always this great delight to say, oh, these beautiful birds have just showed up out of nowhere. How amazing that is. Or I've never noticed how blue that sky was in that today, or it, these things, it's always an adventure. And I think our lives should be an adventure, no matter what age we are. Yeah, it is this, it's just, it is right. It's, it's just, I'm always like, we need to, to smell and taste and see same, like every dinner, always an argument with my husband. He is just like, 
eat the food, nourish it, whatever. I just need to eat the food. I'm like, no, it's beautiful. Taste it. It's delicious. The garlic, the sauce, the salt. And, and, uh, but he doesn't care. He's, he's again, his mind is always like, go, 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 go. And he's got so much to do. And I'm like, Oh no, you've got to taste it and savor. And Oh my gosh. And yeah. It's that, it's that mindfulness, right? Switching into mm-hmm. recognizing that everything we do has an effect on our body, on our mind, on our yeah. being and our soul. So the more yeah. mindful we are, the more in harmony we are. Again, the more we're going to realize, I actually don't want to eat this. I'm more drawn towards this. And I want to slowly yeah. taste these flavors, not this. I mean, that's another huge problem we have is that people just, you know, they eat just mindlessly. They have no awareness of what they're really consuming or why, or what it is. They just feel like they have to, when you're not really listening. Or food is the only pleasure they have. Yeah. Yeah. We eat for pleasure. Food is delicious and it is a great pleasure, but we're we're seeking it out just for that. Then it is important to look like, well, why am I not getting pleasure elsewhere? Right. That's that connection. It's that connection and awareness that we need to have with ourselves because as I was, we were using coconut milk for rice. And I remember just taking a teaspoon of the coconut milk. And it's so delicious. I'm like, how can people not love this? It's just cold and creamy and so delicious. But again, it's this not, if you weren't aware to what the flavor and taste and smell or things are, then you would never, ever think of doing that. Like, it's just, everyone needs to just open up their senses and realize that life is here and now, and you'll miss it. Days fly by so fast. And we just really need to pause and, and be aware of everything around us, yeah. no matter what age. Cause we came here to experience it, not to fly mm-hmm. through it and just to get through it. Right. That's what always yeah. breaks my heart for myself included. When I get in funks and I just think, gosh, I just, I hope, you know, I just got to get through this. I got to push forward. And there are those times where things feel heavy, but life was really meant to be enjoyed and to be mm-hmm. savored and to be felt and seen and heard and experienced and all these things. And we've really lost touch with that. And I think that that is a part of this divine feminine shift is getting yeah. back to those basics is getting back to the yeah. root of what is the point of life if we're all in this big hurry all the time to create and grow and innovate and profit, da, 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 which are fine things, but not when they're the rulers of our life. Not when that's all we do, because then we're not enjoying or savoring everything because we're like, there's no time to slow down or stop. We got to go, go, go. And it's, you know, it's it's literally killing us to live that way. It is literally. Well, this has been such a beautiful conversation, Dina. I appreciate you you. so much again, being a trooper and jumping in for this. One last thing. I feel like we've covered it, what you would say, but for someone like me, I'm 37 years old. I'll be 38 in September. So I'm moving forward towards the, you know, I'm probably moving towards perimenopause, all that's in my future. What do you recommend as starting points for incorporating those things that's going to help us to, you know, be more, be ready and have a a more positive experience through those phases? Yeah. Um, Really be aware of the things uh, mentally and socially, like mentally what you're holding on to right? Those grudges, the the little internal anger, things you're not digesting about life. All of that does turn into inflammation. All of that does change the physiology, the the physiology of the organs that they're associated with. And if you're looking at trying to be preventative, that's a great start. Watch your sensitivities. If you know you're not supposed to be eating it, it's okay but try and pull yourself away from things that, you know, we already know cause inflammation or cause um, um, insulin resistance, things like that. Sometimes it's, it's, and it's not like it's a, a, a done deal. It's just like, just be aware, be mindful as well, but be aware of the foods that are going to cause, you know, stay away from the sugar. Really, as we say, you're like, oh yeah, don't eat sugar. No, no, no. Cause you, I don't want you coming to me in 15 years saying, Oh, I have arthritis. Well, I told you this is a process, right? So it's, and, and those are the types of things. If you already have a bad period now, so this is the really big one. If you have cysts, if you have PCOS, if you have bad, heavy periods, or you have no period, right. And you're already on birth control. These are the things you really need to focus on. Clean up the period, clean up the the menstrual cycle, 
um, support that so that you're prepared that your hormones are balanced. Those are big, those are big, big, big things. Dense breasts, fibrocystic breasts, cysts on the uterus, cysts on the thyroid will already, already be a signal to a bad transition. Okay. Those are really big. It's like, oh, you, we already knew that's my mom had it. My grandma had it. We've always had bad periods that you're asking for trouble down the road. So how do you clean up your period? Uh, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> okay. I'll just have to have you back. I'll have to have sure. you back. <laughs> but there's lots, there's so much to be honest, but um, just be mindful, right? You're looking at how are you, how are you adapting in that fourfold aspect, right? Spirit, mind, body, and nutrition, and that you're balanced in those things and then period health. So, yeah. okay. All right, Dana. Well, thank you so much. And we know that the listeners can find your podcast, the wise divine women on <laughs> Apple, Spotify, all the things. So look for Everything, that wise divine women and I'll be a guest on your show soon. Yes. I'm so excited. So, and how else yes. can people find you? Facebook, social media, everything, all that kind of stuff. I would say my website, DanaIrvine.com, but there's a little glitch there. So, but, uh, you can, you can find wisedivinewomen.com and I sort of have some freebies there, um, breast health and hormone health and touch your tatas and all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, I really honestly so look forward to having you on the podcast. I'm really excited to think what you'll be talking about. So yeah. Well, it'll be great. Probably a lot like this, just a different flavor. Awesome. I love it. I love it. All right, thank Dana, you thank so you much. so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.